Hello and welcome to the Luxury Lounge. That's right. Every Thursday, we take your luxury issues and we discuss them. We air them out. It's a bit of a mental health journey. Come on into the lounge. Join me and complain with me. Because in the lounge, and here are the rules. I know we're new to this type of episode. You can come in the lounge. We shut the door. You can complain about anything you'd like. And my guest and I and Shelby will join you in sort of a douchey duet. In your complaints, in your issues, in your problems, and your anxieties. We are here for you at the Luxury Lounge. And nobody can say to you, up, up, up. There are bigger problems in the world. Nope, there are no bigger problems in the luxury lounge. You can have any problem you'd like. Luxury. We all have a problem or three. Shelby and I, we're going to hold your hand. Because in the lounge is grand luxury, you should complain because every Thursday we join you and your fam. That's right, the luxury lounge every Thursday. And Shelby's here on the ones and twos. Shelby, at Classic Shelby on Twitter and Instagram and Snapchat. I'm going to get to my complaint right away. I, I, we always start with my complaint. So the other day, I'm having coffee, and I go to this coffee shop. And I love this coffee shop because it has a little outdoor seating area. So I can sit out, have a little al fresco coffee. And I'm sitting there, and this woman comes by with her dog. And the dog... And listen, I, I'm, I enjoy a dog or two. I look at the dog. The dog kind of sniffs around me. She, you know, she does that giggle thing. <laughs> you know, like it's a little awkward. And I go, oh, what's, what's their name? And they give me the dog's name. And I say, oh, that's nice. And then she goes, okay, come on, Rufus, or whatever the dog's name is. And then Rufus, and that's not the dog's name, but I'm, I'm giving it my, you know, Rufus. To, you know, I, I don't want to out anybody. Rufus goes and gets between my legs and sits. So now I'm sitting with a dog between my legs and she is four feet away with the leech going, Rufus, come on, Rufus. And now I'm Johnny loser, can't say anything. I'm going, (laughs) Rufus, come on. I guess he likes me now. Now I'm forced into dad joke mode. I guess he's mine now. I have to Uh. do that move. Right. And now but and for a minute, you can dad joke it. You got a minute after minute two. It's like, OK, I got to search for new dad jokes like around, I, you know, like, around what kind can I what type of breed? Like if you was, if you maybe know if it's it's a medium sized dog. Okay. I would say let's let, it's not a small dog big enough where it was on its hind legs and, and it was between my legs. And he is at crotch height with his head. So it just looked like I was straddling this dog. And now we go And the problem with dog owners is they want to believe that 
the dog's a human and that, mm. you know, oh, I guess the dog is having a bad day. No, you're having a bad day, dog owner. And I wanted to, and listen, I know this sounds bad, but like, at what point do, do they yank on the leash a little bit? Like, come on, like, let's. Never. Mo- never? I I have it where like the dog's like a little yippy dog and they're going to bark at you. And they're coming real close to you, and the, they don't even do a slight tug. I'm like, that's, so you own the sidewalk here? Well, that's the problem. It's like, who's walking who at this point? You know, who runs this show? Like, at what point? The dog was in between my legs for a solid four and a half minutes. No. And I, and I, I want every... It was crazy, and I kept going, and I'm, like, laughing through, and she goes, boy, he really likes you. And you want to go at a certain point, like, yeah, time to, like... You know, I and again, I don't want to sound like I'm like this like, you know, dog horrendous person. Like I, I listen, I, I get it. Like you know, you want to give the dog a moment. We have a laugh at it, but like, there's a point where you go, okay, life must resume. Like, who runs the show, right? I mean, that's you know, they say like in boxing, the two minutes round feels like mm. you know ten. Like eight years. That that yeah. must have been an eternity. It was an eternity, and it's an eternity of faking nice. Like, I, because with dog people, like, I've been asked in the past, do you like dogs? And I go, yeah, I like dogs. And when you say that to a dog person, they go, oh, you must hate dogs. Like, that's their first reaction. Because dog people, it has to be me rolling on the ground, French kissing it, or I hate them. There's no, like, center, like, hey, I think me, no, like, in my mind, their dog sucks. Your dog isn't well trained enough to get out from between my legs. Like, and I'm, and again, it wasn't even about the dog. Like, the dog is a good dog. It was sweet. It, it did want to cuddle up next to me, but the owner has to go. Okay, enough's enough. Like, if your kid did that, you go, come on, snap. You know, you you'd snap the kid out of there, right? You don't. I don't know you like, exactly. Get- and now I'm straddling. Um, you're basically what could the equivalent of, you know, an ottoman from your apartment, like, because it smells like your house, it, you know, it's been washed by you and now we're in the street. And my, my major issue was that I looked ridiculous. Cause I had to like laugh through it and like four and a half minutes of, <laughs> you know, this is a good dog. Yeah. I guess he's mine now. How many times can I repeat the, I guess he's mine now joke. You go different inflections, different. Yeah. Guess, guess he's mine now. <laughs> I guess he's mine I, now. Um, at this moment, he might be mine. Um, I guess I'm gonna take him home with me because he's mine now. Uh, I even did the, uh, okay, Rufus. Uh, I guess we're dating. Like now, I'm fucking the dog. You know, like now we're like a couple. And and it, this is a message to dog people because what they do is they put a human personality in the dog, so then it's like they're talking, they're like, like she's like, Rufus, accompany me here. It's like, Rufus doesn't understand the word accompany. Like, you need to use dog words. Like, hey, heel, now, go. You know, like, I need, like, let's get out the, you know, let's be a parent at this point. Welcome to the Luxury Lounge. We got Classic Shelb here. Very excited for today's guest. Um, And new to the J-Train universe, but not new to you. He is... Uh, I, I don't even know what, what to call this person. I A TikToker, an Instagrammer, a social media sensation. Give it up for Rod. Thank you for coming on, Rod. Oh, thank you for having me, Jared. 
It's a pleasure. Have you had this happen? You live in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Are the, the in Chicago? I would Im- imagine is a medium-sized type of dog town because there's more space than New York. You mm-hmm. get this type of thing. I would assume. Oh yeah, absolutely. The thing about Chicago is it's two extremes, and I have I have a small dog um, who's supposed to be a medium dog, but he guess I guess is not growing anymore. So that's okay. That's been fun, but um, a real and, disappointment. Exactly. So I'm just like this. You should giant, have been a basketball uh, yeah. player. I thought you were gonna be tall. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But <laughs> people will either like don't even look at my dog, or my dog doesn't like people. And it's like, okay, well, you're you're around people, and you live in Chicago, like your dog should like people, mm. or they let their dog off the leash and run to whoever, and then you're supposed to like pick it up. Like if I'm like I don't, I left my house to get away from my dog. I don't want to yes. play with. You know, it's that Midwestern sensibility of like, of course, everyone wants to like join me in taking care of this dog and hugging my dog. Everyone's uh, as nice as me. There's nothing worse than to go into a dog park. Like you take my dog to a dog park and a lab will come up behind me and jump on me, like knocking mm-hmm. me over, throw my sure. back out, whatever. And then, oh, he's a jumper. No, what like th- this is no, <laughs> this he's is a bad plastic. dog yeah, exactly. yeah that's, that's what he is he, <laughs> oh no, he's a jumper he's a jumper with a bad yeah. owner who didn't yeah. train the dog <laughs> exactly exactly like i'm a stranger and your dog yeah. nearly we're about to get in a lawsuit because your dog <laughs> like i'm sending my medical bills well listen rod if if, mm-hmm. if if people here don't follow you they have to go follow you on tiktok at rod and at just me dot rod on instagram you got to tell us your story a little bit because it feels like all of a sudden you pop up out of nowhere to me because in that I don't mean anything badly by that. Like I'm on the Internet and you're like you're dancing to songs from my youth. And it's like what kind of give us the story? How did you you started TikTok and you're like, I, I, it's a pandemic. Let's just make some vids. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I was a big, uh, big Viner, I guess. Like I loved scrolling Vine back in the day or like short form. Uh, so it's interesting. Videos. There yeah. there are these Vine people. Like mm-hmm. I was never a Vine person, but then Vine kind of disappears off the face mm-hmm. of the earth. And like mm-hmm. there are people. I, I, I this is kind of the beginning I've heard from a lot of people that have, uh, you know, had success on TikTok. Like this is like it was like the comeback album. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's back. Exactly. I think I think the thing the difference with TikTok is it's more community engagement. Where Vine, mm-hmm. like they picked like the thirty people that were viral, and then you just went to watch those thirty people. Where gotcha. TikTok gives this opportunity for anyone, a guy working from home in his thirties, you know, during pandemic, to to go viral. And they're really good about like niches, right, and making sure that you are on the people who'd want to watch your contents page. But yeah, I just one day made a video about how my boss gave me anxiety for using a period instead of an exclamation point or something stupid like that, and then I set it to like um, oh, Cascada, every time we touch, if you remember that song, every uh, mm. millennials dance, dance, um, dance hit, and then it blew up. And so then I, I, I'm in sales, so I kind of have like this analyst mindset. And so I was like, okay, well, like if this worked, let's try this, and let's keep kind of doing it. And di- like you said, like <laughs> for as long as you can use different inflections, is kind of what I'm doing with my TikToks, and sure. people are res- people are resonating. And then I don't know, it's been really cool because I felt kind of alone in these like weird workplace anxieties, especially during quarantine. I feel like there's been a magnifying glass on these anxieties, and now. 800,000 people on TikTok relate to it. Almost 500,000 people on Instagram relate to it. And it's just been a been a wild time. So you're working, which is fabulous. I love the whole story. I think that's great. Um, you're working doing what? What is your job? And you're currently in this job. Yeah, yeah. I work in sales for a logistics company. So like e-commerce shipping and basically what Amazon does, but not, um, not with like a marketplace. 
Okay, so you're doing this, you know, you're in sales, you're in the corporate world, you're mm -hmm. 30, you mm -hmm. must have people that have known you for years being like, holy fucking shit. It's still crazy. So this all this started happening in October, and I, I'll get a DM like yesterday that's yeah. like, when did this happen? <laughs> it's just from people that, <laughs> that I've known for years. And it's like, I don't sure. like publicize it. I'm like, not like, Hey everyone, I'm now like a social media sensation. It's just, it's happening yeah. and I'm rolling with it. Well, the, the, you know, there's two types. There's the, um, thank you all for 50 followers. Uh, we're on the <laughs> road to 100 balloons. Yeah. Yes. With the numbers. Yes. And, and then it's like making people aware that like, oh, this community is something I love so much. And then there's the other version where you go, yeah, it's happening. Um, a person from high school, you like pop up on their for you page and mm -hmm. they go and then they do the stock that most of us do where you go, I know that guy. And then you go to their page, and you go, what? 800,000. Mm -hmm. And then they go, I just had to let you know this is fucking crazy. I, I would assume that happens a lot. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. And I, I've always said I want to be this guy that people because I've gotten since day one that like, oh, you just feel like my coworker. And it's like, okay, like that's yeah. what I want to be. Like I just want to feel yeah. like people's like weird coworkers that they can I get so many DMs about like my boss said this today. Do you think I'm getting fired? Or people asking if they should quit their jobs. I'm like, I don't want that pressure on me. Sure. <laughs> I'm not like your oracle, but it's uh yeah, it's been a wild ride. Well, you know, the word is relatability and it's mm -hmm. like it's funny because like in the comedy world, there's like this like, you know, this like artist type that's got like the bangs over their eyes and they're like, oh, that's so relate. You know, they, they look down on relatability. I'm on the I'm on the opposite side of the spectrum. There's nothing more fun than relatability. There's nothing more fun in like um, actually like uh, there's a commiseration. That's what the luxury lounge is about. That's what we're going to do today. We complain with each other so that we can know that we're not alone, so that we can know that, like, there's no such thing as small problems. I, I mean, what a, because, again, the pandemic made everyone kind of, like, problem compare, mm -hmm. you know? And I think, you know, with anxiety, you know, like, that is something people put aside because they go, well, it's not a dead person, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's like, no, that's your mental health. That's important. It's important, yeah. I think even yesterday, it's so funny you mentioned that I had – I guess you could call it a troll. Like that's mm. the word we're using on social media, but someone like used one of my videos as an example. He's like, why are we fixing this? Why are we complaining and not just addressing the issue? And then it was just kind of interesting that, yeah, like that's kind of people are like, oh, like we just should brush it under the rug or just ignore it. And that doesn't help anyone, which I think is kind of cool that therapy is more normal now than it was when we were younger. Totally. Like I know for me, my parents, like therapy was like such like a, Oh my gosh, therapy. No, you can't go to therapy because that means you're, you're broken. It's like, yeah, yeah we're yeah, all yeah. broken. We need to, we need help. Mental health is important. We're all special fucked up snowflakes. That's literally, you know, we, <laughs> it's yeah. like, I, I've been talking about that a lot on stage recently. It's like, all of us are fucked up in our own special mm -hmm. way. That doesn't mean like, you know, I think fucked up like makes it sound bad, but like, no, no, no. We're all just like, you know, uh, we've been rolling down the street. We got a little, mm -hmm. you know, nicks and cuts on us. And that's mm -hmm. the reality of life. That's what, how it works. But I, I'm super pumped to have you here. This is very yeah. cool for me. Um, mm -hmm. I want everyone to go follow you at Rod on TikTok if you don't already. Mm -hmm. At Rod on Instagram if you don't already. He's got a podcast that's going to be coming out. And when you when it comes out, you'll come back on and we'll, we'll push it again. So um, listen, let's get to your complaint and then we'll get to the emails. And listen, this podcast... It is user-generated, jtrainpodcast.gmail.com. If you want a luxury lounge complaint, title it Luxury Lounge, and then you write your complaint. We'll read it on the air. We'll commiserate. Um, Rod, let's uh, 
Let's hear your your luxury lounge. Yeah, so I live in Chicago, and Chicago is known for the elements, right? So during the winter, we get intense snow, we get intense rain. Then it is cold heat. in Chicago in a way that you go, I shouldn't go outside ever. It shocks me still every. I grew up here. It, it still it shocks me every single year. It, You're from outside it. Chicago or from the city? I'm from right outside Chicago, and now I live in the city. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, which in Chicago, you have to say, you can't say I'm from Chicago if you're I, from a suburb. <laughs> Listen, um, <laughs> this, is, this is the the qualm of every major city yes. millennial is, is um, yeah, I'm from outside of Philly. And then they end up being from Austin, Texas. You know, like they, like, like, <laughs> no, I'm like a half, a half hour outside Chicago. So I guess that's Philly. Yeah. Well, well, this is also like everyone also wants to sound interesting. So they're like, you know, when you say I'm from Chicago, they go, oh, so you grew up in the city like you were like one of the, you know, you were in like a Disney Channel original series. And it's like, no, like no, no, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no, it's actually a suburb just like yours. Like, people do that with Boston, <laughs> Chicago, mm -hmm. Philly, New York a little bit, but P mm -hmm. New York, the city, so the city. But I know what you're talking about. People get really weirded out if you go, yeah, I'm from Boston. They go, oh, so in Southie? No, no, no. It's called Needham. It's a suburb where it was pretty idyllic. But uh, yeah, okay. So exactly. But sorry, real quick to touch on that. I have a friend who I met in college who's from Wisconsin, and they would tell people they're from Chicago. So that was just really funny to me. Then, like, okay, I love like, that. I love that. that. Okay, so my yeah, I guess my my luxury is that I will never get used to these elements, like I just said. But the fact I moved out of an apartment that had underground heated parking to a parking lot behind me, and I'm like, oh, it's not going to be that big of a deal to just mm. park my car. I can shovel off my car. But of course, we get five blizzards in a week this year. I just left my car there. I didn't do anything with them. Like, I'm not dealing with that. And the heat pounds into my car. It's it's. It's the worst. It's that's a huge problem because yeah. what you don't factor in, you go, okay, I don't care. It'll be an outdoor parking situation. Mm -hmm. You are losing hours of your life. Hours. That is because you go, oh, I got to go outside early to wipe it off. I got to go outside. You know, I got to go heat it up first. Like, mm -hmm. I remember growing up, my dad got, my dad once got, because uh, I'm from outside of Boston, outside of Boston, we, um, we had an, a starter on the car. And the starter on the car was to warm it up so that you would get in it in the winter and it would already be melted off because you'd like, basically before you got out of the car, you turn the heat all the way up so that when you hit the starter from in the house, it would already be started. So you'd walk out to like a somewhat cleared off car, but in the elements, like it ain't clearing off. Like that ain't, especially cold. You got to take out that scraper. Like you have to invest in a good scraper. This is horrible. This is horrible. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that too because I used to have a remote control starter car, and this is like it doesn't even matter because I would start it, but then it was so cold in Chicago that the like when the heater was hitting the window, the condensation would freeze. So it was oh, making it, it was amplifying amplifying the the terribleness of the situation. See, I would consider this, and we're gonna get to our emails, and we're gonna rate them whether they're thousandaire problems, billionaire millionaire problems, or billionaire problems. I would put this in the thousandaire mm -hmm. problem. Mm -hmm category because it is relatable to everyone who has ever had a car in the snow mm -hmm. and the even worse part is that when you go and scrape it off it is a full body workout it is like one of those like like oh we're doing burpees here because and you're in a you parka have, you're in a parka, you're in a parka and the ice underneath your feet so you're like you are literally like ready to be a viral video like if someone had a camera on you like it would be like whoa, 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 whoa. 
thought like it would just turn into that. They could put music behind it because you would look so fucking stupid. Especially if there's so much snow, you have to like step. You have to shovel first of all, shovel this the the sidewalk too, which is another situation. But you're like, no one looks cute walking through feet of snow where you look like a Sasquatch, you know. So it's just like it's a whole thing. Cuteness is gone. Let's get to the emails. You ready, Rod? Yeah, I'm ready. Podcast at gmail.com. We got Shelby here on the ones and twos. We're going to do a few. We're going to do a bunch of emails and then we're going to get to a new segment called Lux or Sucks. And then we're going to do some luxury lounge news. So people, again, as I said, when I started doing luxury lounge, we're tinkering. I'm always under the car playing with the engine. Right, Shelby? Got a tanker. Okay, so my luxury lounge issue, and you got to title it luxury lounge. My luxury lounge issue is people FaceTiming while ordering. I was at Magnolia Bakery, and after waiting online because they only let three people in a line at a time with their COVID regulations, the guy in front of us proceeds to show every item that the bakery has to the person he is FaceTiming so they can order. This took forever and was so annoying. Have these people not heard of looking at the menu before you go? This has happened to me in multiple bakeries around the city. I'm a big dessert girl. Thoughts? Rod, is this a problem, agree or disagree? It's a problem for sure. I hate to say it. My dad is one of these people. I just got back from really? vacation and he, my mom, it's my mom. It's not my dad. It's my mom. But my mom's like, just FaceTime me and I'm like biting it. Cause I used to work in food service. I'm like, no, like you are the problem when you're doing this. But it was like, this girl just wanted her banana, her banana pudding. She couldn't get it. So when your dad or mom does it, they're FaceTiming one another. What, what, exactly what's the it. process? Like my dad and the worst part is it's not like my dad's turning the camera around because he can't figure out how to do it. He's mm. going like this. So he's, he's not even getting the full. He's not. And my he's, mom's like, I can't see. For the listeners at home, he's doing the face of the oh, phone yes. forward to mm-hmm. point it. So he doesn't even know where he's pointing it at. He could be pointing at the face of the guy working there or and not even or himself. Yeah, That's exactly. usually what he's doing. And so it's just the whole thing. And then it's just embarrassing. And the people behind truly, you have to wait and you just sit, sit and stare and watch, watch the mess happen. Train wreck happen. The amount that people think FaceTime is uh, publicly allowable is insane to me. Mm-hmm. The idea, because if we saw someone go like in New York, a lot of times you'll see someone going, I saw someone with a hand truck going down the street with a hand truck that also had speakers on it and they were playing their music on the speakers on the hand truck. It, it made no sense. You, you're doing this to troll the street. You're doing, you have a hand truck that's attached to, to speakers and they're playing their music and we all just looked at the guy and he's smiling as he's rolling by and it's like, okay, the FaceTime is the same as that to me. That's the same as having a boombox on your shoulder or having your windows down with the car Here's when you're other, playing your music loudly. Like, this is a very yeah. similar thing. Here's the problem with that, too, as well. It's, at that point, you should just call. Because what are you doing? You're putting – to hear the other person talk, you have to put the phone up to your ear. Just yes. call the person. Just call the it, person. And, and when you're going – the idea – and this person nails it in their email – you go to the menu and you order it. You do not need uh, you know, to do the Amazon 360-degree uh, look of it and place it in your apartment. It's a fucking cupcake. and you can, only a bakery, yeah. Yeah, you know what's going on here. And if you don't, if you can't imagine banana pudding and you still have to like it, – it, then you are out. I, sometimes I'll text someone, hey, I'm in line. You, you need anything. You have three minutes. You have three minutes to if get back that. to me, with, if that. Shelby, do you agree or disagree with this complaint? 
I agree. And it's like, even with phone calls, do you ever hear somebody, you either hear them because mm. you or you see them and they're having like a, an ang, they're, they're recounting like an, an angry, like they're mad and yelling and like, like recounting, they're not mad at the person, but they're just telling the person what happened with like mm. somebody else and they're mad and they're loud and yelling. I always wonder why the other person on the other line doesn't like hear a car go by in the background and go, wait, are you on the street right now? Yeah, like, <laughs> this is, maybe this isn't the appropriate time for this. Yeah, yeah maybe repeating the, the conversation I'm having with you in, in confidence. <laughs> I would also say that we should disallow all FaceTiming if there's no roof over your head. It shouldn't work. So if there's no roof over your head, you yeah. don't get to have this video mm -hmm. conference where you're walking down the street and you're in the Jetsons. I know it's fun. I know it's cool. But listen, one person on the FaceTime doesn't want that call. One person isn't looking to do, you know, holds on a on a, on a uh, arm, you know, a um, a a bicep curl for an hour. Mm -hmm. And so I so would you do you have a solution for this? If someone is in front of you using FaceTime at Magnolia Bakery, do you say something? Do you do you hold back? Is there a way to get someone like how would you handle this situation? Because we want to be a solution based luxury lounge pro, uh, podcast. So I think working in food service before uh, mm. what I would do is. It, just to be kind as well. Cause you know, kindness, you know, like, why not? But just be like, Hey, are you ready? Oh, you're not great. Well, I'm actually going to go ahead and order if that's right with you. The passive aggressive question is a Midwest. Good, I'm in the Midwest. Mi that, that, that's a Midwest way to go. I, mm -hmm. yeah, I think that's the only way to go. Mm -hmm. Hey, um, I'm ready. Well, I guess I would never do that if I, if I, looked at someone, <laughs> Hey, I'm actually ready. Um, I'm, well, I would uh, never too. I would wait yeah, it yeah. out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, are you done with your, uh, Scorsese film over here because I'm like <laughs> looking to order something. I, I do. Here's the other move in this situation. I don't think there's a real good solution, but there is the solution of letting someone know that they're doing something annoying, which is actually feels good. And then I do turn to the person behind you, roll your eyes and see if they notice it too. Well, all you want is a connection. So I would turn to the person behind me, roll my eyes, and a little point, like, can you believe this? And then if they go, oh, that's crazy, they get, if they give me the yeah, it's crazy look, I would go, ugh, and just make that noise. I, a, a bit of camaraderie, too, that you're creating. Yes, I, wa yeah, I, want, I want the group to you know, join mm -hmm. together mm -hmm. and, and become a team. And we'll <laughs> an all, uprising. Yeah, an uprising. <laughs> the J Train Podcast is brought to you by Quip. Quip's brand new mouthwash. I love mouthwash. It gives you that extra clean feeling. If you don't rinse with mouthwash after you brush, you're not getting a complete clean. Mouthwash is key because it gets between your teeth to kill bad breath germs. Quip, the makers of the electric toothbrush I've been telling you about for years, just launched the perfect mouthwash to complete your routine. Since it's from Quip, I, okay, so I am a mouthwash user. I actually keep mouthwash in the shower and on the sink. The Quip people have done it again because it comes in a sleek-looking dispenser that looks good on your counter, not that big, bulky bottle of blue. It is – I love that Quip, they are engineers. They are truly engineers. They have this cool thing where you you know, you know press down the button and then you can pour it into the glass and you add a little water. It is – and it's good mouthwash, strong 
and it ta- and it's got a good aftertaste. I I just love that it sits on the counter, it looks great, and it's built to be in your home, built to be a part of your bathroom process. When you're in the bathroom, you want to like keep your feet on the ground while you're just moving your hands all around and you're not going crazy. You don't have to walk out, walk here, walk there, go in the closet. This right there, right in front of you. It will fit in any bathroom, big or small, and with five colors and two high-end finishes to choose from, you're guaranteed to find a dispenser that matches your style. They, I mean, for anyone out there, it just makes your bathroom look cool. Sitting on your counter, it's and also it's a, it, it, this is this is true. It's a beautiful reminder to rinse every day. It is a reminder because you want to use it because it looks great. Subtle way of letting everyone know that your oral care game is next level. Plus, it comes with a built-in dosage cup so you always get the perfect amount. There are four times concentrate has fluoride, xylitol, and CPC, but they left out the artificial colors and stinging alcohol you'll find in a lot of other rinses. Yeah, it's this like very, it is, you can tell it's like, it's, it's high grade. I, I like it. And it's good for the planet. Each eco-friendly refill p- replaces a big bulky bottle from one of those other brands. That's true. Pair Quips mouthwash with the electric toothbrush for kids or adults and their refillable flossers. And you'll be surprised at how easy and fun it can be to keep your whole mouth healthy. Quip also delivers fresh brush heads, floss, mouthwash, and toothpaste refills every three months from $5. Shipping is free, so you can save money and skip the hustle and bustle of in-store shopping. And if you go to getquip.com slash JTrain5, that's getquip.com slash JTrain5 right now, you can get $5 off a mouthwash starter kit. That's $5 off a mouthwash starter kit, which includes a refillable dispenser and a 90-dose supply of Quip's four times concentrated formula at getquip.com slash JTrain5. That's G-E-T. Q-U-I-P dot com slash J-Train 5. Quip, the good habits company. The J-Train podcast is brought to you by Talkspace. Last year was rough on everyone. Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm with you there. It, it's a tough year, and we're all feeling all over the board. Anxiety, stress, we're feeling a little down. I get it. What does the future hold? Where am I going? Am I doing the right things? Am I doing enough? Now it's time for everyone to turn a corner with therapy. The sooner you start, the further you'll go. Therapy can change your life for the better across the board. Enter Talkspace Online Therapy. They are here to give everyone support because we all need it right now. Here's what I love about Talkspace is that it takes all the barriers out of the way. Who do I go to? Where do I go? Do I trust this person? Are they the right fit? With Talkspace, and is and can I afford it? Talkspace takes the office out of the way. It takes the asking a friend if they know someone. You can kind of browse their whole, you know, whole crew. You can sign up online and start therapy the same day as you sign up. Oh yeah, also that whole I'll do it tomorrow. Take that, you know, that rebuttal away from you. Talk to your therapist through text, video, or voice memo 24-7 Unlimited. Your therapist will hold you accountable and make sure you progress totally virtual. It's so convenient to, to do this from home. Never miss a session. Talkspace is the number one online therapy platform. They have thousands of licensed therapists trained in over 40 specialties, including depression, anxiety, relationships, and more. Plus, it's totally private using the latest end-to-end bank-grade encryption technology to store client information and comply with HIPAA regulations. Just for my listeners, you'll get 100 hundred dollars off your first month with Talkspace. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com or download the app. Make sure to use the code JTrain, JTrain, JTrain to get a hundred dollars off your first month and show your support for the show. That's JTrain and Talkspace.com and find a space you can talk with Talkspace.
Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Here with Rod, at Rod on TikTok, at justme.rod on Instagram. Go, go, go follow. Um, we got Luxury Lounge. Title them Luxury Lounge. Okay, you ready? Yeah, let's do it. The, why do I have to reciprocate birthday gifts in my friend group? First, it started out with a really thoughtful card, a nice gift. Then for my next friend, it was an expensive vacuum. That's a weird gift to get. Here, clean your shit up. Uh, and now for my last friend, we're throwing her a multi-day event. When will it end? I am scared of being seen as cheap if I say that I want to put a stop to getting more extravagant. It's not exactly that money is an issue, but I don't want to increase my spending as my salary isn't growing as fast as my friends. Rod, what do you think? Birthdays are a pyramid scheme at the end mm. of the day. It's just like, especially with friends, it's like family, family, I always get a, a gift for it. Just sure. like, you know, but like friends at the end of the day, friends are fleeting. You can say it, whatever you want. Like, like there's people at the, like that I was friends with a year ago that I, what got something for the birthday I don't even talk to now. So at the end of the day, I just think we should just not even expect gifts from friends, you know, let alone it is, put that extra pressure. It is insane for friends to buy one another gifts. Mm-hmm. Everyone is in the same spot of life unless one of the friends hit it big on TikTok and is now a billionaire and is in the Sway house or whatever the TikTok house, then we cannot expect that is to, to me, the only one that like to me, the friend that should be buying gifts is the friend who's like in this scenario where one friend becomes a multimillionaire hits it big in some way. Then on their birthday, they buy things for everyone else as far as like trip or dinner or whatever it is. They have to throw their own party because they have now made it out of the scrum of, you know, post-college, you know, garbage, right? Yeah, it's the Kardashian way. That, that's exactly what happens. Yeah. Um, like like the, all the Kardashians throw themselves birthday parties. Like Kim flew all of her friends to wherever during the pandemic, which hilarious but yeah i think that was the um that's exactly what you said that's that's exactly how she i feel. and and she says in her email it's not exactly the money is an issue yes it is an issue we need to assess like and any friend thing like it's one thing if you say hey we're all gonna go out to a bar and i'm gonna cheers you that should be all mm-hmm. birthdays in our 20s 30s maybe you have a wife maybe you have a kid now you're in you know parent island and mm-hmm. you're not really doing these things but Every friend birthday should just be, I expect to get cheers by you with your vodka soda. Exactly. Or buy the vodka soda. That's what? Five bucks? Six bucks? Let me get you a drink. A happy birthday drink. I think this is also like, I don't know if there's any men in my life I've ever bought a gift for. Mm Mm-mm. No, I think maybe like my mom gave me money in high school to buy my friend something just because it was nice. That's about it. Here's what I do if I'm her. Here's what she should do. You get on an email chain with all the friends mm-hmm. and you title it, Let's Stop the Madness. <laughs> okay? Let's Stop the Madness. Yes. And it just says, I'm not going to direct this at anybody, but from now on, I expect no gifts from you on my birthday just for you to cheers me at a bar at some point. And take it on you. You go, I don't want the gifts. So now everyone has to do the awkward, like, it would take a lot. We have to trust human intuition it would take a lot for someone to go but i'll I, I still get a gift right like no one would do that so if you say hey i'm done with you giving me gifts i'm embarrassed to even receive anything from you a copywriter making 50 grand a year like i can't do that 
When so, are we going to talk about bachelorette parties, though? Oh, well, man. see, that's I've, a different some, story. Or some, because I've heard from somebody recently that, like, they have like three friends getting married. Mm. They got to buy the dress. They mm. got to do a gift. They got to mm. go, like, travel to the place. It's like this is like thousands of dollars at some point for your then, like your weddings and like I want to travel. It's very you know? interesting to think that like twenty years from now we could have a generation of people that can't retire because they didn't want to make a bachelorette party awkward. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that, like that's the, the amount, only reason. The amount of friendships that people like have lost because of bachelor yeah. bachelorette party specifically is wild. Just because they people were honest and said, "Hey, I can't afford this," but then for some reason, sure. everyone's upset that they like are not in a financial situation to go. Well, that that with the bachelorette parties, bachelor parties include let's include everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all about expectation versus reality. The best mm-hmm. bachelor parties that I've ever been on, the best ones, uh, have all said, "Here's the cost of admission." Mm-hmm. And people can go, I'm in or I'm out. Mm-hmm. And I think when you give the upfront cost, what happens is people go, I'm having a bachelorette party. You're in. And then they don't go like that's not how things work with money. You go, mm-hmm. you should say you're in for the fine price of six hundred dollars. Like mm-hmm. that should be said with every bachelorette bachelor party invitation. Like, listen, you want to have the trip to Vegas bachelor party good for fucking you but you have to understand that people would not want to be there and not be able to afford it and also it doesn't work into their disposable income for the year but it is all about that's why for this person writing the email that says let's stop the madness and then saying i if any of you get me a birthday gift i will be insulted all i want for you is to cheers me now they're out of all the gift giving in the future yep so go me first you got to take the bullet Let's do another one. Why are Whole Foods cashiers so slow at bagging groceries? Here in Canada, we have stores where you can bag your own groceries, and it's usually faster. But Whole Foods cashiers take their sweet-ass time bagging two cartons of organic strawberries. And I'm just standing in line with my case of LaCroix. I wish the cashiers bagged them with cold efficiency of Chinese supermarkets. Uh, So... I, I will say this is an interesting um, thing. It's it's interesting to me because to me this email is all about cause and effect. I and finally someone has taken down the supermarket workers. We we've they've they've had it too easy long enough. Rod, what do you think? Yeah, as an uh, avid Whole Foods patron, I completely agree. And especially, I'm the kind of person where I'll take my headphones out once I get up to like the register or something. But sure. I like, to, like, I don't know, just kind of disassociate when I'm there. And I have my headphones and clearly like I'm in a rush and not like to be honest in a mood for conversation. It's an errand, right? Mm. And I'll be nice and I'll agree or I'll answer questions. But when they start having a conversation about the food, it's like the weather. It's like, why, why are we doing this? You know, it's like, yes, these are strawberries. We don't need to talk about them. Here's the Rod. I agree with you. I agree with the emailer. It does go very slow there. Mm-hmm. Trader Joe's has this issue too. Mm-hmm. But here's the the reason. And the 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 person compared the efficiency of a Chinese supermarket. I don't go to very many Chinese supermarkets, but I would imagine neither do they. Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> they they are Asian, so maybe this is something that when they go pick up food that they want to make or whatever. So, but le- beyond that, let's just say, here's the thing: we, 
Our problem is with the wrong. I, I'll call out the emailers here. Their problem is shouldn't be with the people working at the supermarket. The people working at Whole Foods, uh, they're good people. The people working at Trader Joe's are good people. Here's the problem. The clientele. They're going slow because the clientele at these supermarkets, the health food supermarkets, are anal as fuck. So what they're doing, that they're going slow because it's a reaction to a complaint that has come in. I can only assume that the person going to Whole Foods is going, you know, they smashed my vegan berries. <laughs> and now they have to deal with it. And they go, and then the boss comes over and goes, Hey, everybody, um, we've been getting, I know this is ridiculous, but we've been getting a lot of complaints about you moving too fast because when you move too fast, it takes up a lot of oxygen and that takes away from the trees and these people are mad that you're taking oxygen away from the trees. So for the good of our clients, and I know they're, they're all assholes, they're all pains in the ass, we just got to go slower because we got to be respectful to the oxygen community. Like, like something stupid like that has happened. I promise you, it is not the person commuting to go work at Whole Foods, um, a, a frontline worker by the way, um, that is sitting there going, I want to do this as slow as possible. I do believe they get a commandment down from the boss that came from a complaint that came from the worst type of person that came in there with their yoga mat being like, they went too quick and that's offensive because I can't move quick. It's just one of those. So we have to blame the customers. Yeah, I, I completely agree, especially working in a similar situation before. You that happens to you once. Someone yells at you once for bagging a bag too fast. You're gonna go as slow as you can for the rest of your life, just because that anxiety of the embarrassment. You know, especially totally. in a public place. Like we had talked about with the the bakery, there's always someone behind you, right? So the pure embarrassment of someone yelling at you, no matter if it's good or bad, is gonna be is gonna be sticking yeah. with you forever. You it's and you say uh, the one thing to remember: bagging groceries. Yeah. Get the you know you know hit the thing you know. Check all the items and mm -hmm. go slow. Now you have two, uh, you know, agenda items. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. Title it Luxury Lounge. We have so many great luxury lounge complaints. This one, this one's crazy. Okay, you ready? I'm ready. Uh, love you. You're the best. Here's my luxury lounge complaint. I recently had the oven replaced in my house, and after an already annoying process of going through the home warranty company, the oven being on back order, and finally having it installed, I was ready to get it set up. It's a new digital oven with all sorts of gadgets because it's basically the only model that would fit in the place where the old oven was. The new oven is totally digital, and I find out this new oven is able to connect to Wi-Fi. That is insane. Like, this is one of those things where you're like, we've gone too far. I don't need to be going on TikTok on my oven. Have yeah, what are you that, doing on your oven? That movie, <laughs> Pop Star? No. What, with, what, Andy Samberg, with Andy Samberg. Like, oh, yes. I, I've seen pieces of like, it. Part of it is like, it's supposed to be like, oh, like over the top comedy. Like every time it's like a promotion for his new album and like they open the fridge for like the appliances and like, mm. oh, it plays your new song, but everybody like <laughs> hates it. This is like half of that. Yeah, we didn't need this. No one was sitting at the oven being like, how do I get on Instagram here? Well, all like, I imagine is that your oven's going to be like a Furby and just start start talking to you <laughs> randomly. This yeah. person writes, I can only imagine this feature is to start preheating the oven when someone somebody is on their way home from work. Okay, fine. 
but are we going to lose some houses in that? That's or maybe right. so I can shut off the oven without getting my fat ass off the couch. I guess the I, on that note, I would say the Wi-Fi oven is good because how many times have you left your apartment and went, did I turn off the oven? So this would be a nice thing. It's it's like the garage being right. controlled yeah. from your phone. I, okay, fine. So, well, so far I have no fucking clue. This person writes, I go through all the setup steps, which includes downloading the Whirlpool app, creating a Whirlpool account. Oh, now you're in their system. Now that you got all the, the now you, they're, you're, they're data farming you. This is and smart, att- house, smart house situation. Disney <laughs> yeah. Attempting several to connect, uh, several times to connect to the oven, going through all the troubleshooting steps, restarting my router, deleting and re-downloading the app, and the damn thing still won't connect. Had the oven not come with Wi-Fi capabilities, I wouldn't give two shits about it. But because it's supposed to connect, and I and I won't, and it won't, it's infuriating. I guess now I'm gonna have to call an appliance company tech support to get my oven to connect to my Wi-Fi, which I'll probably never utilize. I don't know. Seems like more effort than. It's worth hope this makes the cast and you and your guests can bitch with me. Well, we're bitching with you. This is a huge problem. This is, this is, I think this is a millionaire problem. This is a millionaire problem. 100%. Right? Billionaire, they're not setting it up. They don't give a shit. Someone will set it up for them. Yeah. 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 Thousandaire ain't getting the Wi Fi oven. Millionaire, they're getting a Wi Fi oven. And then they're going to have to deal with it. I think this is a pretty common problem, though, if I'm going to be honest, though, like buying something that hasn't a specific enable capability like i have a smart tv mm. but i have not set up anything on a smart t- on my smart tv i still go through my like apps on like my Apple sure. TV and stuff you know and knowing that it has the ability mm-hmm. and knowing you can't figure out the mm-hmm. puzzle piece to put in it is a little just you know little thing in your side just gnawing at you i totally understand it and here's the other problem here's here's the embarrassing part they, and they wrote it towards the end of their email. I guess now I'm going to have to call an appliance company tech support to get my, uh, my oven to connect to my Wi-Fi. Do you think that the oven guy is coming over ready to fix the Wi-Fi? Like, if anything, you got to call Comcast or Verizon. This guy is going to come in. The embarrassing part is now you're in the position to go, hey, so, yeah, I'm just trying to get the Wi-Fi connected. And they're going, what? Like, you have some blue-collar dude that's like, why do you need and then they start questioning you. Why do you need internet on your on your oven? What what what's wrong with you? Like they start questioning you and you go, "Well, it has that, so I want to just try it." And they're going, you, you, "Aren't you going to cook with it?" And you're like, "And the more you get questioned on, the more ridiculous you seem for wanting to have this happen. Mm-hmm. Aren't you what you going to you trying to trying to get on the internet in your oven?" And you're like, "No, no, no, but it comes with it. I would imagine that I want to turn it off on the way out. Why don't you just turn it off before you go?" Like they would just it becomes like a who's on first of embarrassment. And it sounds like a scam as well. If this is the only oven that fits in that specific spot, the company knew that. So what did they say? You know what? We're going to make our most ridiculous oven this size. <laughs> yeah. And this is where we're going to put it. Also having the Whirlpool app on your phone, like do I really need that? Like Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Whirlpool. Oh Am yeah. I going through the, the the whole thing? I think that's when I stopped setting up my TV when it says now download the LG app. I said, nope, we're not. No, nope, I'm, I'm out. I'm <laughs> out. Don't, don't even hang it up. I'll, yes. I'll, 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 that, throw it away. I'm throwing it out the window. Yeah, their TV's gone. <laughs> 
The J Train Podcast is brought to you by Noom. Think about everything you've ever learned about getting healthy. There's a lot of contradictory information out there, and things like that old-fashioned food pyramid aren't much help. Enter Noom. It's not about what you just ate, but it's about how you eat in general. Based in psychology, Noom teaches you how to eat so you can accomplish your personal health goals and stick with them long-term. Because you don't need rules to lose weight, you need knowledge. If you want to get healthy and stay healthy, you need to know more about how you make decisions. That's the biggest part how you make decisions. And I've been dealing with that in my own life. I, you know, my whole thing is I was letting myself get hungry. And then it was like trying to make the shot at the buzzer. I had to find the most delicious, healthiest thing at the buzzer. Now I'm getting ahead. I have snacks ready. And Noom is such a helpful resource for that because they have a great calorie tracker. It can teach you about eating, your cravings, how to build new habits so you can ditch your misconceptions and get smart about food and the choices you make. With Noom, you pick the health goals that are right for you, and Noom personalizes a weight loss program to help your aspirations become reality. I I just love what Noom is doing because it's getting you to shift perspective. And for a lot of us, we just say, I got to go work out. I got to eat differently. And we don't think of things in a new way. Noom is there to kind of teach you how to think about things in a new way. It's designed by psychologists. And this this is an admission that this is a psychological test for people eating and, and how we eat and when we eat and when we eat too much. But there's no scientific jargon or complicated stuff to remember. Noom makes learning easy. Over 80% of Noomers finish the program and over 60% have stuck with their goals for at least one year. That's such a huge number that it's crazy. There's a science to getting healthier. It's called Noom. Sign up for your trial today at Noom, N-O-O-M dot com slash J-Train. Learn how to eat again with Noom. Sign up for your trial today at Noom, N-O-O-M dot com slash J-Train. Sign up today at N-O-O-M dot com slash J-Train. The J-Train Podcast is brought to you by Chime. There is nothing more annoying than overdraft fees. That is because it's money that you never feel you should be spending, but you're in a little bit of a pickle. You're like, I need cash, but now I'm spending the fees, but they got you. Your bank shouldn't work against you. Enter Chime, an award-winning app and debit card with no hidden fees or monthly minimums. It's your money. You should keep it. Chime has some great features like fee-free overdraft on up to $200 in debit purchases with SpotMe. It's like overdraft protection, but better. Get your paycheck benefits, stimulus check, and tax return up to two days earlier with direct deposit. No hidden fees or monthly minimums, plus 38,000 fee-free ATMs with MoneyPass and Visa Plus Alliance. Security. Turn on alerts to let you know when your card is used and instantly block your card if something seems fishy. And save on autopilot. When you sign up for a Chime spending account, you can enroll in an optional savings account and grow your savings automatically with 0.50% annual percentage yield, 10 times the national average. Join the millions on Chime. Sign up takes two minutes and doesn't affect your credit score. Apply now at Chime.com slash JTrain. That's Chime.com slash JTrain. Chime.com slash JTrain. Here's the fine print. Chime is a financial technology company. Banking services provided by the Bank Corp Bank or Stride Bank NA members FDIC. Eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Overdraft only applies to debit card purchases. Limits start at $20 and may be increased up to $100 by Chime. 
early direct deposit depends on the payer. Out-of-network cash withdrawal fees apply. Third-party and cash deposit fees may apply. Go to chime.com slash JTrain for details and apply today. JTrain Podcast at gmail.com. JTrain Podcast at gmail.com. Let's do one more, and then we're going to play Lux or Sucks, and then we're going to do some news. You ready? Ready. Everyone go follow Rod at Rod on TikTok at JustMe.Rod on Instagram. Okay. This person has many complaints. We'll do all four. Okay. This is, this is really <laughs> rapid, rapid fire. And, yeah. and I'm going to ask the listeners, let's put them in separate emails, please. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Title it Luxury Lounge. You can send as many as you'd like. Let's, you know, I don't care. The inbox is full as it's ever been. So keep, but four at once. Here we go. You said to send them all. So here we go. Well, I, okay. Now I'm taking that back. <laughs> <laughs> send them all separately. This is okay. Also, Feather Feather. Well, thank you. Bikers not using bike paths. The city I live in has poured millions of dollars into hundreds of miles of bike paths, and they still bike on every main road aside from the interstate. And not like on the side of the road, right in the middle of it, so you can't get around them. Rod, is this an issue in Chicago as well? Chicago is such a big bike city. I have a bike. Yeah. It's, it's pretty, uh, especially with COVID, people don't want to take public transit as much. But I disagree with her in the fact that it is not the most efficient way to get places. A bike path usually just goes straight through the city, and then you eventually will have to get off to get to your destination. What I hate, though, is when it's on the sidewalk. Like, why are you riding your Schwinn mountain bike on the sidewalk? There is a bike lane right there, and it's just root. So you do agree. You do agree with them. I agree that the like you. She was talking about the road sidewalk for me. I don't think I don't agree with her. The fact that you like the road is sometimes has the best the best way. Okay. Okay. So you're saying if, but if there's a bike path available, they should be using that. Exactly, exactly. Yes. But if there's not on the street, you sometimes have to do what you have to do. But Fine. but don't do it on the sidewalk. No one wants it. Or do you know I don't I think I don't know if your city has these, but we have like what's called Divi here, they're city bikes, you know, like these like yes. rental bikes. Those aren't bikers that typically use them. They're like tourists or people who are just like, Oh, I'll get I'll rent a bike, it'll be fun. They don't know how to do it. So what do they do? They ride that on the sidewalk and those are huge, like clunky. The, the sidewalk riders, it's actually against the law here in New York to ride the bike on the sidewalk. And I remember one time I'm walking on the sidewalk and somebody was on the bike on the sidewalk and someone yelled, that's against the law. And the person uh, yelled back, uh, go fuck yourself. So um, I don't think the police are really worried about the sidewalk bikers as much. I will say to this, bikers in general, the problem is they seem to be um, choose picking and choosing which laws they abide by based on their, you know, uh, how they're doing. And what I mean by this is like, you'll be at a crosswalk and there'll be a red light and they're blowing through the red light. And then you'll be at a crosswalk and it'll be a green light and the biker will go, get out of the way. So which is it? We don't know. Are you cars or are you bikes? Bikers what, are so entitled. So entitled. They're very entitled. And and yeah. they, they it, it feels like they like have this a la carte nature mm-hmm. to what they get to what which rules they follow it's it seems like with bikes too it's kind of more of like civilian on civilian like you said it's not something that the law enforcement will take into their hands so that's the it's problem ju- it creates it's such a dynamic of bikers versus versus well, everyone else it, it, it it's a it's a problem akin to the mask mm-hmm. if you make the mask debatable if, if if someone in charge goes, well, I'm not wearing the mask. Now we're in this world of like, okay, now well, it's up for the, yeah. yeah, they said it. So now, it, so listen, and this is what a thousand air. Moped bike. That's 
See, this is they where... use that too. And on front of my place, there's a bike path and mm. then a street. So I have to do like a double look both ways. That well, that's and the then... major issue is yeah. we don't know which way to even look anymore. And I'm next to the West Side Highway. The West Side Highway has these paths for bikes. You got to look for the walkers. Then you got to look for the bikes. Then you got to look for the the mopeds. You got to look for. And it's like at a certain point, we are just in one giant game of Frogger. And I think what's going to end up happening is Chicago, we have that two in lakefront where it's like, you can walk here or you can bike here. But mm. bikers will always go on the street. They'll go on the walking path. They'll go on the bike path because they just want to get from point A to point B as fast as possible. And they think since they're being efficient with like not using fuel, obviously, and all that, sure. that they can do whatever they want. Well, and the other problem is their life is more on the line. So they are like – so they're worried about actually dying. Like when you're walking – the thought of dying isn't really on your mind. When you're driving a bike in a major city, when a door gets flung open, I've seen that before in New York a lot, where a door gets flung open and it almost hits a bike, and the biker gets so angry, and they're angry at that level because they almost lost their life, you know? So, But then, but you, if you're going to put your life on the line, you have to understand that no one's looking out for you. You're the secondary person. And I think, too, there's this another dynamic that's being put in where you have endorphins flowing think about when you're working out mm. like you're so amped up like when you're biking you're getting your endorphins are high because you're biking so when something like that happens you're like already raging you sure. know and it's like ah, this is a so. so let's go to her other ones cicadas yes. what the fuck is up with them they freak <laughs> me out they've just got been gone for 17 years where have they been what have they been doing why are they coming out why are they all die why are they all dying why are they shedding their shells everywhere i've thought so about the, this a lot the, so the cicadas are back in certain cities are they in chicago yes very much so okay we don't have yeah. them here in new york okay. which okay. thank goodness yeah. but they're noisy they're gross mm-hmm. are, you, are you seeing them yeah i'm seeing them not as much here as i did at my parents house but i think that my question is is 17 years you're underground for 17 mm. years what like that is a long enough time that should made me that makes me just think shouldn't you just be living underground like why it's not like a whale that has to come up every sure. what, three hours or whatever it's seventeen years you're living underground seventeen years underground they really are like the college freshmen of nu- nuisance mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know they they they're at home then they, all of a sudden they're like I'm a freshman I'm gonna be I'm out of the house I'm an adult and it's like no you're not you're mm-hmm. noisy you're annoying mm-hmm. you smell bad. We want you out of here. And and I I will say the thing about the cicadas is cicada conversations. The problem is now we have an additional boring conversation to add to weather and to add to your berries you know, at the grocery store. The berries at the grocery store and they packed my bag too quick. So now this is the, to me the cicadas are a crutch for the people with no personality. So we're all here to lose. If you're on a first date, cicadas. If it's you know, if you're on you're at the market, cicada. It's just one of those things. Pandemic has kind of become that a little bit too. Like there's that version of pandemic person that goes, I mean, will we ever wear pants? And you're like, yeah. oh, we're still doing this, Jackie. Come on, get or, out of here. Or how is it where you are? You know, if I'm yeah. talking to, it's like, <laughs> uh, we're, like, how is it? Like, the, the pandemic. Same. Yeah, exactly. Which, which, vac- which vaccine did oh you get? Oh, my gosh. Oh, I got, J- I, I got the Pfizer. Oh, that's a good one. 
end of yeah, conversation. It's like they're yeah. all good. It's a, it's the vaccine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. It, it were, okay, so people yeah. suck at air travel. I don't get yeah. it. Social stills go completely out the window, and they're just taking their shoes off, standing entirely too close to you, even before social distancing was a thing, especially now, sleeping on floors, FaceTiming on speakerphone. I know how passionate you are about air travel, so I'd imagine you have a lot to say about this one. Well, you know, this is kind of like... It's a good one, open mic. Like. I mean, yeah, this is a very open mic email. <laughs> this is... <laughs> the. Are you traveling at all, Rod, through this thing? Um, I've been on a couple trips, but now I'm getting more and more travel set up with the vaccine and all of that. But yeah, I think the the etiquette, I thought about this. Once you walk into an airport, um, I just did my first international travel actually a couple mm. weeks ago after being vaccinated. And the I feel like even international, people are just so tired that they it's it's a free-for-all. There are people sleeping on the floor. There's people like brushing their teeth in public you know, yeah. it's just like, no one wants to see that. Here's my problem right now. As someone who traveled during the pandemic, as someone who traveled before it a lot, as someone who's now traveling still after post-pandemic in whatever mm-hmm. sense to do shows, I am a professional traveler. Mm-hmm. So what's interesting to me is that it was hard to differentiate professional traveler versus amateur traveler in before the pandemic. Now with the pandemic, if you haven't flown, this last year, then maybe you should back it the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Maybe you should realize you're amongst pros. Like if I went and just went on a basketball court and LeBron James showed up, I would go, whatever LeBron, LeBron makes the rules for the court. Mm-hmm. Like I would walk a little bit gentler. I would, I would tread mm-hmm. softer. My problem is these people who are returning to air travel after a year off who – you are not a professional traveler. You are an amateur. You should have a little bit of hat in hand. I need more hat in hand for my people that haven't traveled. I need you to go, maybe it's me. Maybe it was me the whole time. Because before this, there was no maybe it's me because we were all traveling no matter what. Now there's a delineation between those who have to travel and those who do it recreationally once a year. If you're one of those people, you have to slow your roll. That's my one request of the people coming back to travel. You are the problem even though you think it's everyone else. Everyone thinks it's everyone but me. No, 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 no. It's you. You've had a year off. You're not good at this. I think, too, like you just just nailed it on the head, but you are – you're the problem in the sense too, you're the one probably complaining when things are going yes. fast enough because you're not used mm. to it. Where you, Jared, if I saw you in an airport, I'd just knowing you and seeing your content, I'm like, okay, so Jared probably understands the woes that go it goes into traveling. So you're a little more patient with the people if, that you're encountering. If you, Rod, if you saw me at the airport, I would say to you, get behind me and follow in my tread marks. It would be like when you're driving in the snow. Mm-hmm. You should follow everything I do. The way I put my cards in my pocket versus not mm-hmm. my pocket, what I'm wearing. Mm-hmm. People should be behind me like my ducklings, you know, <laughs> following the the mother goose. Yeah, I, I definitely I think that's the, the biggest tip you hear too is if you see a man in a suit with a carry-on suitcase, you need to follow him because he knows exactly what he's doing when he's traveling. He's blowing through yes, that security yes. line. You, you think I'm getting stopped at TSA pre? Get out of here. No, no. One last one from our open micer here. Uh, I had to eat lunch with my mother-in-law the other day. (laughs) (laughs) When I'm working on my computer and my phone together, the new handoff feature causes my AirPods to switch to and from each other. makes it hard to scroll Instagram and be in a meeting. That's a good complaint. I I, I agree with that. Uh, This happens to me with my headphones. I've 
had to go to like the silent mode on my phone so that it doesn't cut in with a call during the podcast. Rod, do you have this issue as well? I have this issue in my car. Where mm. I'll have my I have my AirPods in because my Bluetooth speaker sucks in my car, so I have my AirPods in if someone calls. But it, even if I select to answer it on my AirPods while I'm driving, halfway through the call, it'll switch to my Bluetooth on my car. It's, and, and that and that yeah. is a ridiculous problem because then you have to take out, you got to put in, you got and, and you're driving, you have and, yeah. and you're driving. We're dipping headphones into yeah. cases like as if we think that's going to help. Yeah. The equivalent of blowing on the you know the, <laughs> the video game. <laughs> the that's so true. That's exactly what it is. We, oh we have no clue. Well, Rod, this has been amazing. Yeah. We're going to play yeah. a game and then we're going to do yes. some uh, some news. But cool. I want everyone to go follow you at JustMe.Rod if they don't already. They already should at Rod on TikTok. Talk. He's got a podcast coming, and when you have that come out, we'll have you back on so yes. we can pump it out to the podcast listeners out there. Shelby, let's let's play some Lux or Sucks. Hit the music. Okay. Lux or Sucks. We decide, is this luxury or does it suck? Because some things, and Shelby and I kind of had a, we, we do a pre, pre-show meeting people think we just throw this thing together no shelby and i are, are tinkering all the time shelby you call you had a now i called it lux or sucks but you had a nice you had a good way of explaining it i like to think of certain things as fake nice fake nice things that are assumed to be nice but really aren't at all it falls into so, the new the new word that the kids are saying which is chuggy i'm sure you've heard so Chugi, you're more in with the kids these days than I would be because you're in this TikTok world. Mm-hmm. What is Chugi? Chugi is someone who tries too hard to a try look hard, a certain, as we called them exactly, at a certain time. Exactly, but it's a lot of these things like women who like go bargain shopping, or anyone who goes bargain shopping at the dollar store at or dollar store at Target to get their home decor. You know, it's like mm. fake, fake nice. I used to have a guy in my fraternity who would do this where he'd go to Walmart and get all like the black leather stuff. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like it would be like yes. that home decor stuff that you could get at Walmart. There was that one aisle at Walmart where you could get like the black wood, black leather, like accoutrements that would go in a fraternity room. And you're like, you're yes. still in a bunk bed, dude. Like no Everyone one buys this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, okay, let's play some Lux or Sucks. Aloe bathroom tissues. The bathroom tissues with the aloe on them. Like for your nose? Yeah. I yeah. mean, nose, yeah, yeah. whatever yeah, you may sure. be using tissues for. Yeah, I think I, I think those are lux in a good That's way. That's lux. Yes, it, it's it's necessary as well. Just, with a sensitive nose, I think I think it works. Shelby, lux or sucks? Uh, sucks. Just like use something normal. I well my my issue with the and, and listen Rod I think you're right I think this is dependent on mm-hmm. someone's sensitivity mm-hmm. and how much they're using a tissue on their nose and it can get red and and mm-hmm. and rashy but I would say that the problem with the aloe bathroom tissue is that you're like is it on me still do I have to use another Residue. napkin to walk yeah. off to wash off this aloe now I'm sitting in Greaseland mm-hmm. I, I I don't you know I would rather. A because reg- to me a tissue is dry me off, get it yes. off of me. Sure. So that I'm in the sucks territory, but it's okay yeah. to disagree. That's okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Outdoor dining, lux or sucks? Um, I think just, I mean in Chicago it's lux because we can't do it year round, right? Interesting. So it's like yeah, I want to enjoy the warm weather for the three months that we have it. Yes. 
And and I would say, Shelby, do you have an opinion on this? Lux or sucks on outdoor dining? Uh, sometimes it's luck. Sometimes it sucks. Like I had mm. a, I had your problem the other week with the dog, but it was like a big muscular pit bull that like mm. the, there's like a four foot eight woman walking it and like oh, i can't control him <laughs> and like okay like, yeah my life is now on the line and I, there's bikes i had all and there was like bikes coming by i had all the problems from the episode into one on <laughs> literally yeah. shelby's whole life was a luxury lounge <laughs> episode um i'm gonna go with lux because in New York, they have a very specific rule where the boxes what the the smart thing they did is they force people into investing in their outdoor seating. If you're going to have an outdoor seating, they have a box that has to be a certain amount thick. So it has to be between you and the street. Mm-hmm. So because of that, people had to build structures instead of it just being you know, like a you know a chain link you know strand that like keeps you away from the street. So a lot of these structures have been built to be lux with string lighting. It looks like it's the last scene, and she's all that. Like a lot of them are really great, and I'm a I'm a fan of them. Okay, it crashed into some one of those like a block from me and killed a guy. So I'm not okay. sitting in those. <laughs> oh my god! I think for me too. It's- uh, it's one of those things. It's not a deal breaker. Like I sometimes yeah. we even look for somewhere that I know is really popular for outdoor dining, and like okay, they'll have an indoor seat, you know. So let's let's do one more steakhouses. Lux or sucks. 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 Shelby. Yeah. Some are like really nice, but then the ones like what is it like Ruth's Chris and I've heard of mm. Buca de Beppo. That's like <laughs> fake nice. Yes, fake nice. Rod, do you have a reason? Yeah, I feel like I just, I mean, I don't eat a lot of steak. Even if I go to a steakhouse, sometimes I'll even get seafood. Um, sure. But I just feel like there's good food at like any five-star restaurant. So why does it have to be classified as a steakhouse? Why can't it just be like a, a restaurant? But The problem with the steakhouse, and it does suck, is that they lean on their reputation and they never try to be inventive. Mm-hmm. It, because a steakhouse will go, well, we got the porterhouse. And they're basically leaning on the idea of a man being an idiot. Because when me- you're leaning on ego of a man, oh, we went to the steakhouse and I got the porterhouse. That man is going away day by day, thankfully. But the, yeah. it's a generational thing, and there's still those guys around that are like, you got to get the steak at the steakhouse, and I got to get my potatoes. And it's like, no. Most of these places are garbage. Most of the people that brag about a steakhouse are garbage. Mm-hmm. Most of the pe- the sides are all the same. They never take a chance. They never and, – and again – what a great era to take a chance. You could even do a steakhouse that is like a throwback and do some inventive things, but they never do. They always do the same old thing, and it's the same old steak, and then they're leaning on some guy going, I love steaks because I'm a man. No, like steakhouse is steaks. The comedians that like smoke cigars. Mm-hmm. Total, it's, like, yeah, oh, I'm, I'm a cigar. I'm a, man, I'm a guy now. I I go. I drink my. I have a, a scotch. I saw this when I was 15. Mm-hmm. Now I'm 40, but I, this is what I do. This is what men do, and it's like no. This is how you have to take a shit for three. Get out of here. Honey. I mean, I think Game's too. On. It's just like living in a city. That's the first place tourists flock to, and it's just yes. like is. And if you ask any steakhouse, or like if you look on. Yelp or whatever, you ask someone what you should get a steakhouse, everyone's always going to say the mashed potatoes. No matter what you ask, someone is 
that that for some reason it's the mashed potatoes, which I yeah, hate well, mashed potatoes as well. So, maybe but also, w- what kind of a creative chance are you taking? Potatoes and butter? Oh yeah, and cream? Yeah. Oh, you think I'll that's going to be I'll okay? Make, I'll make it for you. Yeah, come over. <laughs> it's like save you save a couple hundred. J train podcast at gmail.com. Uh, Rod, this was fantastic. We didn't get to the news, but I'm, I'm so pumped to have you here. This was fantastic. Um, everyone go follow Rod at Rod on TikTok at just me dot Rod on Instagram. Thank you so much for coming on. This is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I had a great time. Thank you for having me. Shelby. Thank you for coming on, popping in and out at thank classic Shelby on Twitter and Instagram. I'm Jared Freed. This is the luxury lounge every Thursday as part of the J train podcast. Send in yours. J train podcast at gmail.com title it luxury lounge. Split them up for us. You know, that would help us out. Um, but also uh, we'll be back on Monday with a brand new episode of the J train podcast and your advice questions. Boom.